Welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am live on Instagram. Today is Wednesday the 9th. I did have to look at what day it was because I wasn't sure. Um, I am in Ireland, Northern Ireland specifically, which is part of the UK. It's a whole different vibe and situation. Um, I moved to Ireland for the next few months because I needed to reset my visa and um, I, yeah, it's a whole thing. So I'm in Ireland. I'm in a small town called Derry or Londonderry, depending on who you ask and what your religion is. Uh, <laughs> apparently it's a very predominantly Catholic situation, uh, but part of London and so, or part of England or the UK specifically. Um, I needed to reset my passport. So I was in Greece for the last three months and uh, I was trying to stay for 120 days and they were like, fuck you, get out of our country. So uh, that was fun. Um, so I had to pick a non-Shenegrin agreement country, which I didn't even know what the Shenegrin agreement was. Uh, but when I looked it up, it is a, a non-EU uh, situation. So I'll be here until the end of January and then back on track to Italy, hopefully. Uh, there were some hiccups along the way. Um, they lost my bag from Athens to Dublin and we're still looking for it. Uh, I brought two bags to Europe. And uh, so two bags and my backpack, which is my trusty tactical backpack that I take with me on all my travels. Um, but the larger bag had all of my extra stuff, including the equipment for my podcast, so my microphone, my uh, tripod, my hard drive, uh, my Bluetooth mouse. Um, it's got all of my extra vitamins, um, like 87 chapsticks because I'm slightly addicted. Uh, a couple workout things, like I'm trying not to freak out because now it's been more than a week. Uh, Monday to Monday, 31st to the 7th. Um, I stopped back by the Dublin airport twice. I talked to the Swissport people. Um, if anybody's watching my TikTok, there was a slight Cody moment where I was just like, I'll just do it my fucking self. I'll go down and I'll get the bag and I'll, I'll go through baggage, all the things. Um, I didn't, and I say those things, but I thought about it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we're at today. So Ireland. Uh, in a lovely, cozy cottage, uh, one-bedroom studio situation with a great kitchen. Uh, the plumber was here earlier to fix the heating, um, but I do have a cute little wood-burning stove. I had a fire yesterday, and it was lovely. Uh, so that is the short and sweet of it. Um, my girlfriend, Teresa, came to town, and um, she was here for two weeks. Uh, she stayed in Athens with me for four days, and then we flew to Dublin. Um, we took a road trip from Dublin to the north of Ireland. So uh, Dublin, Belfast, Slane, um, where else were we? A uh, couple other places, and, uh, oh, Dogarda, Dogarda. Uh, we stayed there and had dinner, and it was lovely. Um, the language here is closer to English than the Greek, so that was fun. Um, but it's, it's been a whole whirlwind. She left yesterday. I no the day before, uh, Monday, I drove her back to Ireland, to Dublin. Uh, I drove on the opposite side of the road on the opposite side of the car in a manual transmission. Uh, so left-handed shifting, 
Um, that was a challenge, but fun. And so um, nobody died. Uh, <laughs> um, I had never done that before. So that's going to be a new experience that I have had. Um, and so I do apologize if the sound quality is weird on the podcast or on the live. Uh, but it's uh, we're going to make do. We're going to push through. While Teresa was here, we did a lot of processing, and um, she's also a therapist. She runs Discovering Greatness, which is an amazing um, agency. She launched about a year after I went private practice, and uh, so she is a colleague from school, and I've known her for a long time. Um, it was the most amazing thing to be with someone who is completely independent. Uh, so I think in the podcast I have talked before about um, interdependence. So that's like kind of the pinnacle top of the dependence kind of scale. And so, uh, obviously dependents are people who rely on other people for all the things. Um, codependency is when you rely on other people for validation and love and acceptance. Um, independence is where you function, uh, fully and completely on your own. But when working with another person, you become interdependent. So two independent people working together. This road trip was the um, most amazing model of that experience. And, um, you know, she commented more than once on what it was like to uh, let someone else be in control. And I also did not have to worry about her meeting her own needs. It was it was really kind of amazing. Um, and so we had a lot of really good conversations about what it was like to be two fully functional, independent humans who are working on self-love and um, you know, working together to get through this very uh, ups and downs, twists and turns road trip. Um, you know, we both picked kind of the things we wanted to see and, and she navigated and I drove. Uh, driving is not her strong suit. She does not enjoy driving under the best of circumstances. Uh, she did drive for a little bit on the way up here. Um, but we got it done. Like it was, it was pretty damn cool. And even when there were, you know, kind of spicy moments or, you know, little challenges that came up, we worked through them. We talked through them. Uh, we were also able to, you know, sit silently and do our own thing. Um, being in close quarters, uh, both at the car and then in my tiny space, um, we were able to navigate that and, and work through it. And so that was a huge testament to one, our friendship, and then also, uh, our ability to work through things together. So that was really fun uh, and kind of amazing. Um, but one of the things that had come up and, you know, I was hoping to get a podcast while she was here, but with the bag loss and just the navigation of all the things, it was super challenging. So we didn't, we weren't able to do that. Um, but one of the things we had talked about, and certainly, you know, she and I have gone through ups and downs and journeys um, independently especially when it comes to relationships. And so we talked about family history and we talked about our romantic relationships and our partners and um, both of us are, are single and trying to figure and navigate that whole thing. Um, but one of the things we were talking about was uh, loving someone better. Um, one of the kind of cornerstones of codependency is being a helper or a fixer. Um, and so when you think about that, you know, really think about someone who is, you know, kind of rescuing the people around them uh, pretty regularly, or, you know, you're always the person that they call or someone calls if they need, you know, a ride or 
you know, someone to volunteer for stuff or someone to fix a situation, challenge a problem. And, um, you know, Melody Beattie, who wrote Codependent No More, is a book I recommend a lot in therapy, um, talked a lot about how um, there's an enabling piece to codependency where, you know, you're, you're taking care of someone and you want to love them uh, so that they get better. And so we were talking about the idea of like loving someone better. And both of us were talking about like our previous relationships and how, uh, you know, we just want people to do their work and want them to, to work on themselves and to be better at life, whatever that looks like. Um, and so we put a lot of effort and energy into supporting someone so that they get better. Uh, and so the idea of loving someone better is this concept that if I just do all the things the other person will get better. They will make the right choices. They will stop using whatever they're using or making the decisions they're making. Think about your friends. Uh, I've been that friend <laughs> who's always talking about, you know, their relationship or what's not working. Um, and so there's always, you know, the one girlfriend who's like listening all the time and just like, girl, just leave him or, you know, stop doing that or whatever. And so again, we're, we're wanting to support someone to make better choices. And the reality is that we don't have that ability. Like we can't love someone for them to be better. What we can do, and this is something that Teresa and I had talked about, um, was using that energy to love ourselves better. And uh, that's, you know, I've, I've been talking about self-love, uh, especially through the last several weeks, um, and how it's important to really start giving yourself all of that time, energy, effort that you have been giving to other people, hoping that they will love you, hoping that they will do the things that you, you know, want them to do. A lot of times we love people in the hopes that they will love us back in that same way. And the likelihood is that everybody loves in their own way. And it doesn't ever look like the way that we love or the way that we show up. Uh, so that's what we were talking about in terms of loving someone better. And, and then being able to turn it into loving ourselves better and being able to do the things that we do to keep people around and do that for ourselves. Um, and so one of the, you know, kind of examples that we had talked about was, um, you know, she and I both, we need coffee in the morning. Um, she's a breakfast person. I'm not really a breakfast person. Um, you know, different kinds of music, all those things. And so we were able to compromise and have conversations or express our needs so that we could get our needs met. Uh, we had a couple twists and turns on the trip. And so the first night um, I had gotten an Airbnb and it was a lovely, again, little cottage, one bedroom situation. Uh, and it was really, it was very cool um, because I had like a pull out couch and whatever. Uh, so I was like, I'll just take the couch. You can take the bed. Um, and she was like, are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not that big a deal. There was a, a lovely um, duvet and, you know, it was warm and whatever. Uh, and so we, we negotiated that a lot in terms of our needs, you know, because it was like, well, do you want the shower in the morning? Do you want the shower in the evening? Um, you know, what kind of food do you want? And so, so that first night went really well. Um, we stayed two nights in Dublin. And that was the other thing. It was like, you know, what do you want to see? We're here for two days. Do we get a car? Do we you know, get a cab, like, how does that work? Um, and so we were able to really like work through, uh, our needs and our wants and how to navigate around that. The second night, uh, while we were on a road trip, 
Um, we were, we got to Belfast. We were exhausted. Belfast is like a huge city. Um, and just so you know, like driving around in a, a city that is old, um, is a lot of one ways, a lot of different kinds of traffic. And keep in mind, we're driving on the opposite side of the road on the opposite side of the car. Um, she kept saying wrong side of the road, wrong side of the car. And I was like, we need to reframe that because that's not going to be helpful. Um, anyway we were exhausted trying to figure it out my phone wasn't working i had gotten a sim card in dublin which is the regular part of ireland or ireland and then you know once we got to belfast we were in northern ireland my phone wasn't working so i had to get a new sim card that was like the first order of business um and then you know because part of it was i needed to have somebody um or i needed to have a phone so someone could get a hold of me by email or text or whatever if my bag showed up so anyway, we're doing all these things and, um, you know, at, at a certain point I was spicy, I was tired, I was just like frustrated um, and I was just, I was snappy. These are things that happen. I was hungry. Um, and so she pointed it out and she was like, hey, uh, that was spicier than usual and um, trying to have some empathy and understanding for what's going on, um, but just know that like I caught it. And so I had to take a deep breath and I was like, okay, I own that. Um, we also channeled uh, my daughter who is an expert in communication, uh, both for her job uh, in leadership and then just because she's been through a lot of therapy because she had me as a mom. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the ways that my daughter acknowledges someone's experience is I recognize that, uh, you know, owning your behavior. So I recognize that I was spicier than usual and I also see that, you know, that was not the best way to handle things. So moving forward, I'm really going to try to address it differently. Um, acknowledging that, like, this is my experience right now, that I'm tired, that I'm hungry, that I need to figure out this phone situation, that driving in a city on the opposite side of the road and the opposite side of the car is a little bit more stressful than I had anticipated. Um, but I acknowledge that, you know, I was being rude or disrespectful or whatever it was. And um, so I want to change how that works. And so uh, we channeled Luna through the whole thing. Apparently being a passenger on the, on the correct side of the car uh, is super challenging. The roads are very, very narrow. And at more than one situation, Kadessa uh, was like, curb, curb, you know, and, she, <laughs> and I was like, I'm acknowledging that your nonverbals are identifying that there's some fear and some anxiety while riding in the passenger seat, while I'm trying to navigate and drive. Uh, moving forward, I'm going to try to identify the uh, furthest part of the lane so that it's not as intimidating as it seems to be. There was a lot of just like very specific communication. Um, and that is loving better, right? Like I was owning my part in, you know, my own anxiety, my own frustration, my own, you know, experience of the situation, while also you know, acknowledging that she was stressed out and frustrated and overwhelmed. Um, and so we talked a lot about that in terms of, you know, she and I have a very close relationship. We've been friends for a long time. And, um, you know, through a lot of different evolutions of our relationship, um, also through ourselves and, and our own evolution. And so, you know, part of acknowledging the other person is is really going, okay, I see that you're having experience. How can I either get out of your way or support you if that's what you're looking for? 
Um, and so one of the other things that we did often was check in in the morning. Um, for my clients who know me and certainly people who have seen me on the podcast, uh, I have emotions. I have a lot of them and I process through them quickly. So um, usually in the morning we would process and kind of talk about, yeah, last night or yesterday it was fucking crazy and what the hell was going on with you there? Or, you know, I didn't sleep great. Um, <laughs> at one point I tend to sleep really well, but I take a sleeping pill, um, to crash out. And, uh, there's all my extra sleeping pills are in that bag that's lost. Um, but for right now I'm okay. Anyway, one night she woke up and, uh, she was up for a long time and, you know, right about six thirty, she was like, okay, sleeping beauty, that's enough. Like, <laughs> I can hear you just lightly breathing and the light is going on. I can hear the wind outside. I can hear every stupid thing that hits the window. I'm acknowledging your experience that you didn't sleep very well. And so perhaps I can get up and make us some coffee. <laughs> um, but it wasn't that I had to take care of her, right? She was able to take care of herself, meet her own needs in that moment. And then I could, with support, say, you know, how can I help you? What do you need? If I have the space to do that at one point, you know, something was going on uh, back at home with like her business or her family. I don't know what it was. Uh, and it was really stressful for her. And I had had a great night's sleep. So, <laughs> you know, I just shared with her, hey, I uh, have some capacity to be supportive if that's what you need. Um, but, you know, I'm going to wait for you to give me clues on how to do that. Um, and so that was loving me first. And then acknowledging what my capacity was, where my battery was, like what was going on with me, and then being able to support her. And it, obviously, these are two therapists traveling in a car together who know each other very, very well. Like it's it's kind of an ideal situation. Um, neither of us had traveled together. And um, both of us have talked about, and we work with couples. Um, and so we talk about when people like first get together, like it's a good idea within the first few months, like first six months to take a trip together, uh, because that is a really a great opportunity to see how people respond to stress, to see how people respond to, um, maybe not having the most ideal situation, uh, how people deal with a foreign, you know, situation or new food or a new experience. Um, at one point we did have a room, uh, that we had got in Belfast. That's where I was going with this. Uh, it was a B and B with no air. Uh, there was no air in that B and B. Uh, it was a several bedroom house old outside of Belfast. Um, you know, she had spoken to the woman who runs it and she was like, Oh yeah, we'll get you ready. Like whatever. We got there, we checked in, one of the guests checked us in. So that was a little quirky. Um, kitchen was weird. And then there was another kitchen upstairs and he was like, Oh, by the way, there's no cooked breakfast. Um, there's like meat and cheese and cereal and something else. He's like, but there's a McDonald's across the street if that's what you need. So that was interesting. But we get up to the room, two beds. It was a pretty good sized room. The bathroom, uh, was not what you would expect. Uh, there was no lighting in the bathroom correction. There was lighting, but there was this like push LED lights. There were like six of them on the walls, uh, unfinished drywall on the ceiling. The shower was maybe not quite finished. <laughs> um, hot water may or may not have been a thing. It was, uh, it was a challenge, but, um, we got through it. And, uh, even though it was stressful, we were both safe. We got some sleep. 
my situation uh, here in Derry is very, very different. Uh, so we were both very pleased when we got here and we were like, fuck yeah, there's lighting in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, again, it's asking for your own needs first, recognizing what your needs are. Um, safety, security, you know, food, um, sleep is a, is a big thing. But that's how we love ourselves better. And so in doing so, we were able to really kind of meet in the middle in a much healthier way where neither one of us was compromising our own needs. Neither one of us was compromising um, parts of ourselves to accommodate the other person. So this is like top tier skill level. Nobody has these kind of out the womb, just like, oh, I'm just going to take care of me. Um, all of us are looking for that validation. And so in a lot of, in a, oftentimes in relationships, what we're doing is we're not able to meet our own needs um, or we are foregoing our own needs to meet someone else's needs. Um, and so that's that idea of like loving someone so that they get better. And so, you know, when we talk about codependency and certainly, um, you know, Melody Beattie talks about addiction specifically. Uh, and I've mentioned before on the podcast, I didn't grow up with addiction. My parents weren't really substance users. Um, but I did have that feeling of if I can just be better, then they will be able to love me better. Um, and that wasn't the case. They did love me and, and they took care of me in their way and, and whatever. But um, it did leave that kind of feeling of I'm not good enough. And if the other person doesn't choose to get sober, doesn't choose to manage their anger, doesn't choose to manage their mental health stuff, then I, I'm left with a big void of feeling as though I am not good enough um, because, you know, they can't work past their stuff to love me, to see me, to take care of me. Um, and certainly as an adult, there have been times in, in my adult relationships where that feels like the case. Um, and it's a lot of pressure on the other person without even recognizing that you're putting that on them. You are just wanting them to be better, right? Which also puts then pressure on them to meet that potential or meet that expectation when they're struggling on their own to figure out their own shit. Um, and so it, it is a kind of an insidious, difficult thing because then neither person is really happy or getting their needs met. Um, and so I think about that a lot when, you know, I'm working with clients who are staying in a relationship or, you know, working through a situation that they're just like, well, if I just do these extra things or if I just, you know, spend money, if I just don't, you know, if they're not, if I just do these things so they're not upset, they're going to be upset. Like that's, that's what I talk about a lot of times, um, especially in couple relationships where, you know, there's like, oh, well, I got in trouble for this thing or I got in trouble for that thing. And I'm like, well, you're not dating your mom. Like, don't make it weird. Um, because a lot of times we do feel like we're getting in trouble. There's like nothing we can do right. I'm doing all of these extra things to make sure that you're not uncomfortable and they're still frustrated and upset. So your love is not making them better. Um, and, it, and we want that, right? We want them to feel better. We want them to feel or to not feel uncomfortable. We don't want them to be angry. We don't want them to be upset. You know, think about your kids. And, and I talk about parenting a lot because oftentimes, um, certainly parents, especially if they're working um, and, you know, not maybe spending as much quality time as they want they're doing extra things so that their kid doesn't feel neglected or doesn't feel abandoned or doesn't feel whatever. Your kid's going to feel what your kid's going to feel. And they're supposed to feel those things. 
Um, keep in mind, don't do anything on purpose to make them, you know, upset or whatever. Um, but really recognizing, like, if your child has learned how to deal with big feelings of disappointment, of sadness, of anger, of frustration, they will also learn how to recover if we allow them to feel those things. And the same is going to be true for your partners, for your friends, for your coworkers, for your boss. If your boss is going to be disappointed, then yeah, they're going to be disappointed. As long as you're getting a job done, um, you know, and you're not like fucking off with customers or whatever, like they're going to be disappointed and then they'll get over it. And if there's enough opportunity for you to take care of yourself within that, so you're not sacrificing all of those parts of yourself to make someone else happy, isn't that better for you? That's loving you better. That's actually taking care of yourself and teaching them that you have boundaries, that you are not going to stay late, that you're not going to do that extra job, that it's really difficult when you have to go all over the place trying to get things done. And, you know, there's still, it's still not enough because that's the other thing. Oftentimes when we're loving someone else to meet their own potential, there's not enough. Like if they're not giving them the space to do things for themselves or figure it out on their own, then you're doing double duty. You're taking care of them and then supposed to be taking care of you. Oftentimes that's not the case, right? I talk a lot about like pleasers and people who are yes people and they're always like, sure, I'll volunteer for that. Yes, I will do that extra shift. Absolutely, I will be there on Sunday to help you set up and take down to this, you know, family event, all the stuff. Holidays are coming up and this is like the season for codependency. <laughs> because everybody is over-obligating and over-committing themselves and they're not giving it, they're not doing the things they need to do for them, right? And so I think enough, a lot, again, about how the holiday season is more stressful than it is joyous. Now, there are a lot of people on here that love Christmas and I love that for you. Um, but I also want you to think about the stress that goes into that. And maybe you don't have any, and I love that. I think that's fantastic. But for a lot of us, it is stressful. It is stressful to plan all these events. It is stressful to create, you know, the, and meet the expectation that you've set up for years past of like, okay, we're going to have to have the perfect tree and the perfect thing. And the, you know, the holiday dinner has to look this way. And, and so-and-so doesn't eat gluten. And, you know, it's a lot of expectation, Whereas if we just allowed people to meet their own expectations and take care of themselves, how much more fun and joy would you get out of the situation? What would it be like to say, I don't want to go to that thing and that office Christmas party with your coworkers is not fun for me. If you want to go, totally fine. I'm not going to attend. Whatever it is, but really checking your own capacity, really finding like within yourself, like, is this something I want to do? Is this something that is going to be helpful, beneficial, good for me first? And then, you know, how can I communicate that to the other person so that they can also work with their own expectations and needs and whatever? And I guess this, this works great with adults, right? Adults who get to choose, adults who get to participate, adults who get to say no, if people say no. Um, but it is something to consider. What is it that you're staying in or continuing to participate in that is to hope for someone else to have a better experience? What are you sacrificing within yourself for them to have a better experience? Because you're not doing better. You're not taking care of yourself in a way that should probably be the priority. 
And especially as an adult, like you're the only one who can actually take care of you. And if you are working on that, then it's an opportunity for you to love yourself better. Love yourself first, right? Thinking about, you know, by the end of the day, who was on the list? Did you take care of you? Did you take care of someone else? Like who was the primary receiver of your love, attention, time, care, consideration, right? I love being considerate. And I I like to think sometimes I am pretty considerate of the other people that I care about and I don't want to be a burden. And that is a whole nother topic that we will talk about. I don't think I am a burden, but I also am considering, you know, their needs, their wants, their feelings. Um, But first, especially now, I'm considering my own. And this trip uh, with my friend was an opportunity for me to really look at that. Um, And she is really good at observing things and was like, hey, in my experience, I am observing you doing this thing. And I want to know what that's about with curiosity rather than with judgment. And so when we are caring for, talking to, talking about other people, it's a great opportunity to really recognize, like, what do I get out of this interaction first before what do they get out of this interaction? Um, And it's going to take some time. It takes practice. None of this is going to change overnight. I will be writing an essay on it. I will be posting it on my website. Um, I would love feedback. And so if you guys have questions or uh, you know, want me to go deeper into something. I am on TikTok. I have created some content recently. The last two weeks has just been kind of crazy with the traveling and everything, but I'm settled in my new space. Um, I'm going to be posting a lot of pictures of the Irish countryside. I have to tell you that it looks exactly like what you think it does. Like if you've ever watched any movies that take place in Ireland or shows or whatever, it's that fucking green. It's that fucking hilly. It's that fucking gorgeous. I don't know how people get things done here. It shocks me regularly. Um, I am I'm taking advantage of the sun because the sun doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, like I went for a run this morning and it was lovely. Um, the roads are very narrow. The people drive on the opposite side of the road. It's terrifying. Uh, but <laughs> makes you feel alive. Um, so I will be posting more content. I would like interaction and feedback. Um, so you guys can reach me here, Luna underscore X2 LLC at, um, at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC on Instagram. Same thing with, uh, Facebook, um, LX2 Cody coaching on, um, TikTok and LX2.COD.coach at Gmail. Um, I'm hoping to get back on a regular schedule with doing podcast once a week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, everybody, please just send a good thought, wish, prayer, whatever it takes to the airline baggage uh, deities uh, that I get my bag soon, if not compensated. I did do a um, very detailed list of all of the items. It was an ungodly amount, kind of ridiculous. Fortunately for me, I am an Amazon user, so every purchase was detailed (laughs) and every uh, cost was on there. So anyway, fingers crossed. I get the bag soon. I will have a tripod. I will have my hard drive um, and we will make this happen weekly. Uh, Again, posting content. Thank you so much for watching. I will end the Instagram live and then I'll add the podcast. You can get us on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, 
you can tell Alexa to turn me on. I feel like that's amazing. Audible. Um, anywhere you get podcasts, you should be able to find LX2 Codependency Coaching. Thank you so much for paying attention. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys. Ah! See, lost it. No. <laughs> Bye. All right. Well, we lost the video there for a second. Dropped the phone. Fell off the thing. But um, figured it out. Thank you for listening, and I will be back next week. We will talk about other things, work on loving you better, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.